0: Greetings. Welcome on board
1: WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. Mr. Kevin is on the other side of the glass. So always... Nice to have you
2: loafers back. We <laughs> weren't here last week. I y- had to... Yeah, Kevin had, a ho- had
1: the whole week off. I had a couple of days off. And so I've never had more chocolate in my life than I had last week. I thought you seemed rather large today. Thank you. It's my belly sticking up against the table. And Mr. Kevin, a
2: fabulous relaxer, I hope. Well, on it wasn't so much that as the fact that you burped Hershey's kisses. Well,
1: yeah, it's not good. All right. So, yes, Kevin, thank you for coming back. We very much appreciate that. Uh, what's new with you, He didn't sir? have any choice. If he wants to get paid, he had to come well, back. Well, yeah, there is that.
3: Yeah, things are expensive out there.
2: In the real world, yeah. Oh, you found yeah. that out. Things are expensive. Well, there. you know, those are those Putin price increases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things are up. Better the Biden. What, what we we need to find something that's BBB Biden's blatant uh, <laughs> blasphemy or something like that. I, mm-hmm.
3: I, I'm not sure which is worse. The the tax on recreation and food and things like that in certain places or gas taxes. Because the places I've been to the last few weeks... Uh, The food and restaurant taxes were higher, the gas taxes were lower. Then you come back here and it's the opposite. I'm not sure which is better.
2: The prices are lower, but gas taxes are higher. Well, the big news, though, this week was the Biden administration forming the Ministry of Truth. What? They're now going to tell us what's misinformation. And the lady they picked to run it, believe it or not, she was the one who was spreading more disinformation than anyone else. She said that the laptop of uh, Hunter Biden was uh, Russian disinformation. Information that she was wrong about that. She praised the veracity of the Steele dossier. And now she's the director of the Ministry of Truth. I'm sorry, what is it? It's not called the Ministry of Truth. It's the, uh, uh, what is it? What are it? you talking about? I didn't even know what you're talking about. You're not, t- you, don't, you're not you haven't been up on the news at all,
1: huh? Uh, well, a little bit, but only Im- important things that actually make a difference Within move, the Department move of the the world Homeland Security, forward.
2: they have now formed a bureau to, do, to uh, identify misinformation. Hmm. Okay. Uh, people are calling it the Ministry of Truth because that relates to... Long overdue. <laughs> so what's the rest of the story? There is. That's that's it. This woman and what's, that they appointed. What
1: is so offending about this
2: woman? The, what's so offending about the whole idea is that they're now going to be. It, and it comes right on the. The heels of Elon Musk announcing he was going to buy Twitter and try to institute free speech in that platform. Suddenly, the Biden administration is worried about disinformation being spread. In other words, somebody in the conservative side may actually get a chance to speak. Okay.
1: Well, if anybody knows the rest of the story, call in that and inform us. That is the us. rest of the story. No, you just have the Fox. You clipping. don't even know. You don't
2: even know the story. So how can you say? No, but I know your information comes from Fox. <laughs> well, but com- that's all right. It's all good. Hey, hey and you, did you Carlson. happen to watch? Um, uh, um oh well, I'm sorry, but uh, can't can think of the name of the show. Uh Howard um uh no, Howie, I Kurtz. Howard Kurtz, yesterday. yeah, media buzz. He was talking about it. He had some very good. reasonable panelists on talking about this. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Oh, well, yeah, that's a good show. Very balanced. So it I, is balanced. I like to watch it. Uh, I didn't catch it yesterday,
1: but uh, we watched the CNN. Hence your
2: ignorance of the news.
1: <laughs> we watched the CNN show instead. I can only all watch one Sunday or, show. Or no,
2: not all things. No, considered. that's
1: NPR. Um, oh, uh, reliable sources. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and that was kind of interesting. A little hard to follow. Some of the he's too far into the weeds on some of these things. He goes far beyond opinion and deep into policy. And so he lost me on a couple of occasions this week. All right, folks, well, we would invite you to call in 1-800-795-9565. EB sent us an email to help get things started today. So that uh, is always helpful. I brought in a clipping from The Hill. We know uh, we've, uh, I think we've identified The Hill as a left-leaning national reporting agency. Uh, They say President Biden is considering limiting student loan forgiveness. To individuals who make below a specific income, three sources familiar with the issue told The Washington Post officials are looking at limiting cancellations to those individuals making below one hundred twenty five thousand or one hundred and fifty thousand as an individual or two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars for couples who file taxes together. This is an income limit (laughs) for, uh, I mean, I know they say that most of the people who have these government student loans are people with degrees and are high earners, but that seems like a high threshold. Anyway, uh, there are different proposals floating around the administration about how to structure this. One person uh, told The Post over the course of the past week, especially administration and congressional staff have focused on the conversation on debt cancellation and how to best meet the president's Desire to ensure the most economically vulnerable people with student debt benefit no, from any no action.
2: And these are the people who got degrees in Asian art history, and now no, no, no. These are
1: well. They, who knows what their degree? And mm-hmm. actually, this first paragraph of this article doesn't list anything we, about we the degrees. We covered this last
2: week, and there right, was quite a vibrant discussion. Most people around here do not favor. Right. This is an update. Having uh, someone's debt canceled. You know, you made the you made the deal. You borrowed the money, pay it back. Right, and I think uh, yeah, I would agree with that, and I and I think. What ...woven
1: into student loans as if you have to default because of, you know, ultra-low income, or you can't work, or you're like like X percentage. I don't know what it is. It's remarkably low. Uh, it's just simply cannot pay because of some disability or something along that line. Uh, there's already woven into government student loans the idea of getting out of the loan not, not and not even defaulting under those circumstances, but as we know, uh, most of the people who got degrees using... A, and had student loans, got their degrees, I don't know what the number is, but you know, way over half of these people have degrees, and many of them have good incomes. I'm surprised that they would do the cutoff, the president would do the cutoff at $125,000. That might be apropos in Washington, D.C. or New York City, where you need more money to live, but around here, that is a far above satisfactory salary to permit you to pay back your student loans. So anyway, okay, so that's a slight update to what you were talking about. The president is apparently... We also
2: discussed reparations. If I paid my student debt off years ago, I want reimbursed if you're going to reimburse everybody else.
1: Well, yeah, there's an inherent unfairness in the idea of allowing individuals to default on student loans
2: and forgive them. But what does it do? What good does it do? The Democrats get people, oh, they're going to give me more free stuff, so I'm going to vote Democratic because they're the party of free stuff for me.
1: Right. Well, and they think uh, unfortunately, uh, the the administration is talking about this. I don't know who else is, if anyone. But apparently this Bernie st- Sanders, this he wants it all canceled. No, no, I mean, not in general, but specifically what I'm trying to say is that the student loan office has fallen apart. You know, they lost their contractors that were running it. People who are supposed to have student loan forgiveness by now don't have it. Those who, some people have uh, been granted it that aren't supposed to. So the office is in disarray. But there's nothing in the president's proposals that he's talked about publicly, anyway, that That wouldn't just say, okay, well, I'm going to give, you know, X number of loan holders forgiveness. But it would just restart the clock again. You know, all of a sudden, all over again, you know, more people, more debacle, less government incompetence or more government incompetence and unable to charge people the loans.
2: But no one forced people to to borrow this money. I mean, no one put a gun to their head and said, you must borrow thousands of thousands of dollars to pay for your education. There are trade schools where they could have learned a useful, productive trade and be making money hand over fist. Half of them are making money hand over fist, it says, you know, Above above three hundred thousand
1: dollars for a couple, you know, I, you can argue that's not hand over fist, but that's a satisfactory income for most people. So, yeah, I, I think you're going to have to work. He's going to have to work harder on this. And you know, really, you cannot mask the fact. You know, I'm I'm the liberal in the show. I'm going to argue the Democratic side. There is no way to mask the fact that this is a giveaway to get votes. That's, right, that's all exactly it is. What it is. It's, Amen. It's, you know, you can come up with an, a way that you think is fairer, like make it more income-based, or, you know, they, of course, they already have the public service component as this, if you work in public service for 10 years. But they've already screwed that up because they lost the people who were running it, so those people aren't getting their forgiveness. I'm sure somewhere
2: someone said to them, now, do you realize that when you borrow money, you are expected to repay it? Are you comfortable with that?
1: Well, do you not sign the Legal note: When you take Certainly. out these kind of notes, yes, you do. You even even with these, document, notes. okay, yes. good, okay. Because nobody just gives say, you money and says, "I hope you'll pay me back." I think what happens is kids sign the note, and that nobody says to them, looks them in the eye, you know, and does that. Sobering talk, like when you sign your mortgage, that when you sign this note, this is the full promise of everything you got—that you're going to pay this back. It's not just uh, you know like a whimsical thing. We'll wait till a Democratic president gets in, and then we'll do forgiveness. It's you're supposed to pay it back.
2: Sure, we'll you just it, wait till the Republicans get in, and they'll give us one thing. The Democrats will give us another thing. You know, nobody ever says last. The last guy who said we should tighten our belts was John F. Kennedy in his inaugural address when he said, "Ask not what." your country can do for you ask what you can do for your country today if that came out of the mouth of a democrat they'd probably throw him out of the party they would say pay back your student loan how about that help uh, replenish
1: the coffers of uh, the u.s uh, general fund by paying back your student loan yeah that would be a good idea so yeah i think it's it's uh, you know there's no other way to encapsulate it i understand that the office is in disarray well then it's just going to have to be reorganized if that's going to cost a lot of money then it's going to have to cost a lot of money uh, If You can't find, you know, but it's obviously a giveaway to get votes, so nobody is going to, there's 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 no way to mask it. There
2: should be some provision for people who have health issues or through circumstances beyond their control or unable to pay. Those are already written in,
1: according to the Hill.
2: There there should be those. I mean, no argument there. You know, we we, we can't send people to jail because circumstances prevented them from paying for it. But the fact that they can't find a job in their field or the fact that they don't want to pay the loans back, they consider them onerous, that's just tough. Well, one of your listeners last week, I listened to one of the shows, and you talked about student loans, as you mentioned,
1: said that if you grant student loan forgiveness, that that will be inflationary.
2: Did you? Certainly, yes, it will be inflationary. Because all of a sudden, I won't have that loan payment. So now I have more money to spend. I want to buy more. There's no money coming back to repay. You know, what happened? The money stops going in, and it's spent on other things.
1: Okay, so it'll, that money will, you know, if it was going back to the government for student loan payment, payment all of a sudden it's going to go into the economy and more money thrown by but the government hap- what into What happens the economy? to the
2: loans that were not issued by the federal government? Nothing. There's no, none right. of this. Cover-
1: yeah, nothing. There's That's going to be next. Home-
2: well, you know, well, we're going to say to the banks, you know, you loan student money out, uh, but we're going to tell you to forgive it. I believe Elizabeth Warren talks about that. Yeah, the idea of reaching beyond just the oh, federal sure, student loans. Sure she does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, she is so far. Gee, I borrowed from a bank. Well, I want I don't know if President, I don't know if President Biden sent her out to talk about this last week, but she was on one of the news shows. And... It's, I, I love her like a sister, but she is just oh, you do, do removed you? <laughs> from reality. You know, she's just uh, – and she talked about also that, you know, if you take the millions of dollars that individuals are repaying in student loans each year and instead divert it to the economy, that it would not have an inflationary impact on the economy. It would just help – you know, she talks about how the uh, student loan debt is hurting the economy by keeping, you know, 20-somethings and 30-somethings from being able to join the economy. All right, student loan debt. Our topic, 1-800-795... I mean, lots
2: of, well, We've chewed on this before. There may not be much chewing left okay. to do.
1: one 800 795 Email us at com. Text us at 70236. Our show sponsor sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Kevin's lined up the callers. We start out with Stan. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in.
4: Good morning. Uh, aren't, I'm going to ask a question because I'm not 100% sure. But aren't all student loans guaranteed by the federal government
1: uh, no private banks. loans aren't guaranteed by the federal government. They're just you know you and a banker have those
4: student loans. though they don't go through the if they go so through a private company
1: like loans for you is one of the companies. Uh, those have no government interaction at all. The com- okay, the private companies right. just try you know charge the rates. That okay, they can get. I, I,
4: yeah, I wasn't sure. That's why I was asking. But you know, people that took out student loans need payback. It's that simple. That's all I'm going to say. Ah. Uh, I called because, you know, the Ministry of Truth. Now, my understanding, basic understanding, of what Mayorkas says he's going to do is say they're supposed to be monitoring, uh, I guess, information or stuff coming from foreign sources. Right. You know, how they say the Russians, you know, uh, play, meddled in the election in 2016 or, and in 2020 and blah, blah, blah. That's what they're supposed to be doing. But we all know how the government works. So what's to stop them from going after people, US citizens who have the constitutional guarantee of freedom of speech, whether you like what they're saying or not.
1: Well, what's to prevent the government from doing that now? I mean if the gov- you know, if the administration wants well, to <laughs> shut you down, they'll restrict Twitter or whatever it happens to be. You know, they already have ways to keep you silent.
4: Right. And and, and that is one hundred percent unconstitutional. And they can be sued for it, but you know they they'll keep their little methods hidden, and people don't know because on Twitter, people don't know they're being banned or shadow banned or how they ever they put it until they're outright blocked and they can't get on the platform. But so you know, this is this is a slippery slope we're going down where we have the government determining what is and isn't. Misinformation,
1: Joe. Is that a It's a very bad <laughs> thing
4: we're a,
2: doing? Is that a Hitler throwback? This idea of having truth police. Well, there there was a Ministry of Truth. Nazi Germany had one. Okay. Uh, the Stalin had one. So now the United States is going to have one, but they're calling it a different name. Oh yeah, they don't call it <laughs> yeah. That, they...
4: Misinformation Governance Board. Right. right. Yeah, and, and and it's being led by some whack job. I don't know if you see any videos of her from from what she's put out online. On social media, she's a whack job. But hey, whatever. The, the the whole administration down there is full of whack jobs. So that's I think just the world of is full of whack
1: jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a uh, U.S. phenomenon at the moment.
4: So well, look. Yeah, I mean, the, so the, the, I mean, that the, is what it is. Now I'm going to ask a question here. Have you, any of you heard about the movie documentary Two Thousand Mules?
2: Two Thousand Mules. Yep. Nope. Haven't heard about it.
4: Okay, Dinesh D'Souza, which I'm sure you know who is, has him and uh, True the Vote have gathered information about the 2020 election. They've used geo tracking and surveillance films around multiple well, thousands of drop boxes around the country in in uh, swing states. And the the major cities in those, like Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee, and out in Arizona, uh, Scottsdale, wherever it is, the big one there, Maricopa County, and they have video, geo-tracking, stuff that the cops use to, to investigate crimes that show people dumping multiple ballots into these drop boxes, and the same people are doing it at multiple drop boxes, just dumping ballots, which is illegal. They are, they are trafficking election ballots in those states, and they have proof of it. And that's what the documentary is about. So now, whether the law enforcement actually picks it up, I will tell.
2: Let me ask you this question. How come this is just surfacing now, that they had all this wonderful documentary evidence, but they didn't show it to anybody until they made a documentary about it? Maybe They've been working to gather
4: it for the last year, Joe. You can't just gather that stuff overnight. First, they had to... Get the information from the cell phone company. No, but you're which saying they can get evidently. If
2: their video was there, it was available the day after the election. Well, and, and nobody went and looked for it, Joe.
4: You know that. You <laughs> no, know, I don't know you, that. <laughs> you, you you constantly say that there was no fraud.
5: I didn't say but there was no fraud. out there, Joe, and, Joe. and you don't want to look no, at it. Way.
4: Now, I'm not saying it's a hundred percent because I haven't seen the video because it hasn't come out yet. It's coming out today or tomorrow. It's going to premiere. All right, But they have the proof. If they didn't have the proof, they wouldn't put it out. Now, that would be some serious disinformation, wouldn't it?
1: Well, and I think to argue in your favor, Stan, in Pennsylvania, there were several precincts in and around urban areas that used drop boxes, and as Senator Gordner you know, rightly said on this show, there are no laws related to drop boxes. So, you know, as you're describing you're stuffing the ballot box with a number of them, well, there's no law against that in Pennsylvania. There's no law for or against it or nothing. There's no there's no uh, drop box drop laws. Boxes
4: maybe aren't aren't there laws? Who can handle those ballots to get them
1: to the drop box? My understanding was. Not a drop the box. Person mail. Voting had to take them. Right, well, that's for mail. But I, don't,
2: I don't like drop boxes on, on any day. I think the possibility for fraud is certainly rife. That's why we have ballot boxes. They're secure. Unless you're going to put somebody there from the election bureau to stand by that drop box all day long to make sure that nothing untoward happens, then they shouldn't even be in existence. But they, were in, this, they were in this last election, and I don't believe there was enough fraud to overturn the election. <laughs> there may well have been fraud. I'm not going to argue that. There's always fraud in our elections. Somebody's <clears throat> fraudulent. Somebody's always voting for somebody. But it doesn't yeah. mean that I'm, it would I'm overturn say the election. Once, okay? Every one of those ballots that was handled by those mules
4: is a fraudulent vote because it was illegal in those states for people to drop those multiple votes. So every one of those that was handled was a fraudulent vote and in the numbers of thousands, okay, because they have video evidence of them taking pictures of themselves. So as they're doing because they were getting paid to do it, and it's illegal to
2: get paid to traffic people's votes. When right, this video evidence comes out Enough, in this great too. new documentary, what's going to happen? <laughs> I mean, it's certainly out. irrefutable well, that's, proof. That's a good question. And what should
4: happen is the law enforcement should get involved. In my understanding, the people in Georgia, the law enforcement in there, is taking a look at it. All
1: right, we got to hit one the road. State. Thank now, thank Pennsylvania, so because of the idiot we have in charge down Stan. to watch uh, Harrisburg, probably won't. Uh, All right, hey, thank sure. you so much, Stan. Thanks, Thanks for calling Stan. in. Very much appreciated. Yeah, I think you're going to find that drop boxes won't be legal in Pennsylvania in in the months and years ahead. All right, standby callers.
6: We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area.
1: That's me standing by stand all the way. Is that what happened? Okay.
3: I was thinking about somebody standing by the drop box
9: that oh, Joe I mentioned know. earlier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, uh, Kevin Hurd. Great to have you back. Uh, let's see. Bob's been very patiently waiting. Oh, we got time for a uh, speedy dialer. one 800 Go ahead, Bob.
10: Yeah, hey, good morning. I thought uh, Biden's speech was really good. He made such a, a comedy out of it. It was... Amazing, he even you know, gave Brandon some credit. <laughs> oh, you know, he's no, the, talking
2: about correspondence dinner, I'm right? Assuming. The White House dinner, okay? Yeah,
1: he was funny. He yeah. Did a super job. I love what he said. Uh, paraphrasing now, the the U.S. has overcome a tremendous plague, and then we had a pandemic. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah.
10: That was pretty good. Yeah, he did a wonderful job. I'm and sure he rubbed too. Been having some wacky comments on his uh, speeches he's given. He, he's out there. He's, yeah. he's on some kind of drugs or something. He can't even
8: speak right. Well, he he
1: did a super job over the week. I forget where he was, one of the Carolinas. But uh, he actually uh, is convinced now that the election was stolen back in 2020. So, yeah, yeah. President Trump actually thinks that. So
10: Yeah, yeah instead Maybe of a right. drop box, he calls him a, a drop box.
1: Okay. drop box, okay. He has
10: derangement syndrome.
1: Trump derangement syndrome is <laughs> yeah. the original case. Okay, I what know, else you guys
10: were <clears throat> well you guys were talking about uh, student loans and stuff like that. You know, everybody you know thinks cries, you know, well, I had to pay mine back. well things are different now if, if things get passed where they help students pay their their loans off. I mean, why would people cry about it? Well, I think because near, it's not my near, responsibility.
2: Near it's not the responsibility of a guy who couldn't afford to go to college through his taxes to pay for somebody who did and doesn't want to pay the debt back. That's why. Well, it, it's it's now, not before. Well, it's now now. I mean, there's people who don't want to pay their debt back now. Why should a guy who who went to trade school pay off your debt, your college debt because you don't want to? Well,
10: because of the time we're in now, where our country is falling behind other countries' technology.
2: really? We have?
10: Yes, we're falling behind the countries. Other countries are getting and that's why above, we should pay uh, off
2: somebody's student debt. Mm-hmm. That may well, be why we okay. should help people get into college and help them afford college, but that isn't a reason to cancel their debt. Besides, really, th- this is a, a democratic
1: buying of votes. It, it is. is. I'll pay. A, I mean, it, you have I to, don't
10: believe it's going to buy any votes. Well, I don't believe that. Okay. one. Minute.
1: So it won't work. All right. Well, the, you know, I guess you could argue that, but that's you know that's the only positive that relates to paying <laughs> off student loans. Of course, it'll ease the burden on individuals. That's fine. But you know, any business person or, or any person will tell you it's a burden to have a mortgage or a car loan or a uh, student loan, but that's you know, you sign the note
2: and that you have to pay it back. That's how it works.
10: <laughs> buy, it, buy it back or they take it back. Well,
2: well, we can't repossess your education, so you either pay your bills or you don't.
10: <laughs>
2: yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the, well, I co so for my memory, memory. loan <laughs> I mean, and he stopped
10: paying it and they came after me and I refused to pay it.
1: The grim repo pulls up out front and hooks some wires to your head and subtracts all the knowledge that you gained in college. <laughs> we, we're not to that point yet. All right, Bob. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. Good points, don't all. Don't you remember Appreciate? the movie Men in okay, Black. Have a good
2: day. the movie Men in Black, where they had a device that if you saw an alien, they had a device that could erase it from your memory. Oh no! no so we have to do that. that to take away your college education <laughs> and then right. we
1: cancel your debt. It's called the Grim Repo. <laughs> uh, one of our listeners says, <laughs> I, like I, "I was on hold, but I gave up. The master of misinformation, Stan, was on so long I had to end a call. This show is in trouble," says Tom. Call back, Tom. The lines. If you'd like to contribute to the trouble, call back. Uh, One of our listeners says, I heard that DHS is forming a disinformation governing board. Right. The government, which employs the largest group of liars and con artists on the planet, is going to tell me what is truth or not. This would be hysterical if it wasn't so dangerous. I cannot believe the number of people that will believe everything this board will say and do not see the parallel between the direction of our current government and communist China.
2: Yes, next we'll be required to call everybody comrade.
1: <laughs> oh, wait.
2: Comrade Biden, our leader. (laughs) Didn't you already
1: impose that here 20 years ago? I don't know. (laughs) You did not. Joking. I didn't call anybody comrade. No, I agree. All right. But we were all comrades in arms together. All right. We are going to take a quickie break. When we come back, we'll enjoy open phones. We talked a little bit about student loan debt and the disinformation office in Washington. This is WKOK Sunbear.
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings, welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me and diametrically opposed to all the common sense, forward-thinking, governmental uh, solutions that I bring to the table. But he's got some good fox clippings, so... <laughs> We're going to talk about that. And Kevin Hur, fabulous producer on the other side of the glass, just taking great care of us at every turn, so we appreciate that. And I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar performer, bad host of the show. Uh, what else can I tell you? It was bad liberal, terrible Democrat. And uh, um, did you guys talk last week, this idea of allowing anyone to vote in a primary, allowing independents to vote in the primaries?
2: No, we didn't get into that, no.
1: Okay. Well, we should. I think that's a good idea. I think that's a very good idea. All right, one 800 795 9565 is our telephone number on the market is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line is open. Call us 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at on the market W-K-O-K.com, and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We'd love to hear from you. We do have two texts. One of them says, Tom, you wouldn't know the truth if it smacked you in the face. Well, that's a mean spirited thing. The other anyway. says,
2: yeah, Bob. Things have changed. There are more deadbeats, not willing to pay their debt. Okay, all right. And one of our emailers says we've done nothing but throw money at education for the last fifty plus years, and it's worse than ever. Well, that's—is <laughs> uh, that true for higher education? I,
1: I think you could make that. Case that that would be true for, um, you know, secondary education, but I don't think for higher education.
2: Every Everybody who comes down the road wants to throw money at education. Ed <laughs> Rendell took that billion dollars they got in federal spending money and put it into education, and then the Democrats came down on uh, Tom Corbett because he didn't have enough money to replace it the next year. Well, and I think part of this we
1: haven't talked much about it, is that college costs have gone up exponentially, you know, way beyond in inflation inflation over the past 20 years is two or three or four percent you know something like that on average but college costs have gone up ten to twenty percent every oh, no year irony. yep so um, what's up with that as, as they say one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five we did talk a little bit about student loans and you had that clipping from penn live about a school that had a drag show
2: yes a high school on in campfield right? Township in Lancaster conservative old Lancaster County they had a drag show is part of school. All right, well, we're going to talk about that. This is kind
1: of making shockwaves around the country. I'm surprised Fox News didn't send you a clipping on that as well.
2: Well, this is from Penn
1: Live. 1-800- 795-9565. You can email us at on-the-market, and text us at 70236. Some very brief news headlines. Susquehanna Greenway Partnership is talking about all the river cleanups that took place up and down the Susquehanna River recently. Uh, they said at Hess Recreation Area, DeLong Park and Montour Preserve, the Montour Area Recreation Commission led a cleanup that led to 52 cubic yards of trash being picked up. That's uh, quite a few dumpsters. Uh, 300 pounds of litter were picked up in Bloomsburg. The Lewisburg Rivertown team did tree plantings and cleaned up in the area in the downtown. Uh, But the mother of all cleanups is the Susquehanna River Cleanup Project. They celebrated their 10th year with over 200 volunteers and 9,300 pounds of uh, trash being collected there. So those are two of those great big roll-off dumpsters being filled up there. So congratulations to all of these people. Thanks for all you did to help clean up the river. Susquehanna Greenway partnership out with some of the total summary numbers. Speaking of uh, summary numbers, Lou Barletta says it doesn't add up what we're paying for education and what we're getting. He was one of the many guests on WKOK's On the Mark program on Friday.
8: If we
10: really wanna lift people out of poverty, if we really want to make sure that our children have a good future, then it's an education. Parents will be back in control of their children's education. We found out if there was one good thing that happened with COVID is We saw what was being taught to our children, and we didn't like it.
1: Congressman Barletta, along with several other GOP candidates, were on the On the Mark program. You can hear that show on the WKOK podcast page. The cast of individuals who called include Congressman Muser, Ron Taney running for the 107th District, Linda Schlegel-Culver who decided to run for the 108th District again, Uh, Carla Sands running for U.S. Senate, and Clarice Schillinger, Lieutenant Governor. All of these individuals are endorsed candidates by the Northumberland County. GOP. Philadelphia Inquirer reporting today a youth soccer player was sidelined during a game in Bucks County last weekend after a referee said she had beads in her hair that posed a danger to other players. The referee ejected the 6th grader who goes by the nickname Sassy while she was playing in an intercounty youth soccer league game. Uh, Wilson's, uh, uh, let's see. Wilson's Kensington Soccer Club coach said that uh, she could only keep playing if she cut out the beads, even though they were secured. Uh, he said that they yelled at the girl when the coach asked about the decision. Uh, "Quote: If the rules are in place that are that old and they exclude certain kids, I think soccer organizations should be more inclusive, not less." So uh, they argue that they're not a racist organization. Of course, black individuals with beads is uh, considered a uh, commonality. A black style and culture, uh, but uh, the youth soccer team says hair beads are considered prohibited jewelry in the view of some referees, but not others. So you got a pickle there, of course.
2: Well, what if a white kid showed up in the same hair, hair beads? Hair beads? Well, that referee Her?
1: would probably eject that individual. Well, uh, then it's
2: not racist, you're saying.
1: Uh, it's hard to say. It's, it seems like it's up to the individual referee to decide whether to enforce the rule. Hmm. All right, uh, let's see. Next, we have over the weekend, the U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi led a delegation of Democratic lawmakers to Kiev, where they met with the Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky over several hours and pledged U.S. support for Ukraine. CBS's Jerika Duncan has more on that
5: story.
6: Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi led a secret congressional trip to Kiev. Pelosi is the highest-ranking American lawmaker to visit Ukraine and President Volodymyr Zelensky since. With Russia's invasion more than two months ago, with the war's casualties mounting, Ukrainians visited cemeteries across the country, observing the Orthodox Christian Day of the Dead. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's not why Nancy Pelosi was there that day, okay? Just coincidence. I'd love how CBS throws that in. Well, anyway, her appearance, Joe. Uh, well, not Joe, but every other person uh, who uh, has this opportunity to do so. It's time to celebrate Mother's Day. Eighty-five <laughs> percent of American adults plan to buy a Mother's Day gift. I'm this eighty-five
2: sure. percent of American adults have mothers.
1: Well, no, they all have mothers. Not all of them are still with us, unfortunately. But uh, eighty. Five percent of American adults planned to celebrate this year, and according to the national retail celebration uh, i 'm sorry survey two hundred and forty six dollars is the average amount spent on mother 's day two hundred forty six dollars That means somebody like me is spending one dollar, and somebody like you, Joe, back in the day would spend eight hundred dollars. That's crazy on Mother's Day. Did you used to spend that much on Mother's? No, Day? Okay. I never yeah, spent that, that much. Sounds, uh, They say thirty-one billion dollars will be spent in the U.S. on mothers. Well worth that? it to all those uh, folks uh, celebrating Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day is a tough holiday around here. All really? right, why? Di- why is it tough? Well, I think you know you uh, well because a lot of mothers aren't around. You know, a lot of mothers have but died. a lot are right, and also not all mothers were great. You know, there may have been mothers that were either. in the or abusive, or just not. So you don't there. get
2: them a present, right?
1: Well, I'm just saying, if you worship somebody a happy Mother's Day, you got to be careful because everybody had a different mothering experience. You know, it may not have been perfect or worth celebration. So has
2: ever anyone ever referred to you in that regard as a mother? Yes. <laughs> no. Wait. No. Not
3: now I have to worry about saying Happy Mother's Day to somebody. That's
2: true. We can't. We oh. might. We might offend somebody. This
3: is getting complicated
2: <laughs> is. now. It can
3: is. I have a cheat sheet card that I can yes. carry on? Like like, like, you know how football players sometimes have the plays on their arm? Maybe that's what I need for going up to say hi I'll to people. I'll give you the
1: cheat sheet. I'm going to text it to you. Okay. Just say... You look nice today. No,
3: I can't do that.
1: <laughs> nope, wait. No, nope, nope that's not... Listener says, no, Mark, that would be sexist. Right, yeah, I can't do that's that. That's right. Or just weird if it's a guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I don't Creepy. know anymore. Um, well, walk up I need to a new set of rules. I think the way to do it is walk up to someone and say, are you a mother? And then ask them, are you a good mother? And if the answer to both questions is <sighs> yes, Was you your say, mother happy Mother's Day. I think
1: there are too many ways to take that that <laughs> could cause problems. (laughs) Was your mother abusive or neglectful? Uh, Mike, you're on the mark. Get us out of here, please. You dug this hole. Mark,
6: Mark,
9: Mark. mark. Get on the right page. It's not Happy Mother's Day. It's Happy Birthing
2: Person. That's right. Happy Birthing Person. Oh, okay.
1: But you have to birth somebody. Yeah, but what about a mother who's a stepmother, may have never been involved in a birthing process, but she's still a mother, foster moms or uh, adoptive moms?
9: No, I know stepmothers that the, the children they treated them just like it was their birthing mother, uh, and then they they treated the uh, biological mother also the same. I mean, okay, so birthing
1: is going to be inclusive. Things. That's fine. Yep, we'll take it. Yeah. Still <laughs> too
3: complicated.
9: Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, Kevin
1: can't follow. <laughs> as,
9: as far as uh, the uh, idea of people spending, I don't know what was one hundred eighty six.
1: No, two forty six. Was that two forty six?
9: We, yeah, I, I scoffed at that originally, and then I thought, well, you know what, my wife and I are going to buy all the uh, meat for the extended family, and then we're going to drive to it, but then we're going to prepare sides, then we're going to drive home, and I think when you add it all up, it, it's going to come close to that number, so okay. I, you know, I guess I sh- shouldn't have scoffed at that number, and I'm sure we're not unusual. You know, when you when you add it all up, everything involved.
1: Well, yeah, the Retail Federation says travel is a big factor that's associated with this, and the fact that prices are higher on some of the common things that go with Mother's Day, like, like meals, what? meals out, okay. and flowers.
9: Okay, but now on to what I called about originally. Okay, so originally there was a report out that Biden's approval number was 38 percent. Okay, and you know, I, I kind of believe that. Well, the Ministry of Truth came out and said, well, that is not disinformation, okay? It's it's not fake news, but what really happened was there was a transposition error in the map of the uh, results, and it's not 38. They really meant to say his approval rating is 83, so that's <laughs> what the Ministry of Truth has declared. <laughs>
2: Yes, well, that sounds like something they would declare, doesn't it?
1: And the president said something about that over the weekend at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, saying, yes, he's glad to be, he was glad MSNBC was there because he wanted to be
2: with somebody whose ratings were lower than his. And then he said to the 38, he then said to the 38 percent of you who applauded, thank you.
9: (laughs) Well, I tell you what, that's, that's a positive thing in my mind, that he could actually, you know, say things like that. But the reality is, and this is the last thing I'm going to say. I'll let, give you other callers a chance. I do not think that Democrats could be screwing up as many things as they are screwing up. In my mind, <laughs> by accident, this this has to be on purpose. And I'm I'm just trying to decide where they
2: think they're going with this. But I don't believe it's going to be good. What would you suspect they would gain by attempting to deliberately screw mm, things up? Like an
1: alien a- invasion? If we have, if our country really falls apart, aliens will be allowed to come in, or something. Well, we're already letting you know, aliens in every day. Good point. Excellent point.
9: You know, that, that is a great question, Joe. And and I, I'm a little bit ashamed to say this because I used to scoff at the idea. But there's people that bandy about this Cloward-Piven strategy where the goal of the left is to overload the social systems and the government programs to the point where the you know the economy collapses there's divisiveness and basically an authoritarian government takes total control and and i I honestly can't believe that the things that i'm seeing happening and they're not they're not trying to hide what they're doing it's right out in the open They, they, they just can't be making all these mistakes by accident or incompetence it has to be deliberate
1: there's an end game
2: (laughs) well i think what could it be stupidity in and of itself could be relinquishing
1: control of the congress in two years and the white house in four years
2: and or three years and uh we fought so hard to win the election now we want to blow it all at the midterms that doesn't seem like a reasonable strategy to me to be honest with you you
9: know i i absolutely believe what you're saying but then again what are we, in May? How many months is that? Like five five months or something in November? I mean, that is a political lifetime. I mean, they can gin up just about anything to, to rally around the flag and and keep the people in power. I mean, I don't put anything past these people. Trust me.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of bread and circus that can happen <laughs> before then.
9: They, well. Absolutely. Bread and circus. I mean, like, you know, the $10,000... Uh, you know, Biden wants to forgive ten thousand dollars of college debt. Okay, and I mean, what's he going to do? Send out a letter, uh, you know, telling every individual that he he's forgiven ten thousand, and have a, a an absentee ballot in there with Democrat <laughs> extra already already filled in when he
1: does <laughs> Well, remember when President Trump wanted his name in the notation slot on, on checks, checks on right. stimulus they, and he, checks, and they
2: did it too. Right, they did it. Well, I think
9: I got a check from uh, Biden or something, and I think I got a letter from
2: him with his name on it, too. You One of your stimulus yeah.
1: checks, okay. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's become yeah. a tradition now. All right, we got to thank you so much, Mike. Thanks, Thanks for calling Mike. in. Yeah. Much appreciated. Good
2: luck. And if you figure out why
1: they're trying to deliberately screw things up, let me know. <laughs> All right. Bob and incoming callers, stand by. We'll be right back, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236.
6: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area.
7: understand
1: <laughs> All right, thank you. Don't let me be misunderstood. that's the subtext of this whole show. Perfect, perfect. We're often misunderstood. Upper right-hand corner, Joe, and then the caller.
2: Doug says, I, too, have heard about and looked into the documentary film 2,000 Mules. As Stan said, it contains video evidence and cell phone tracking of individuals going into several different counties and multiple drop-box locations to distribute ballots. Of course, you guys haven't heard about it because I don't think you want to admit that there were tons of fraud from 2020's election and that it possibly changed the election results. They follow these mules in the five key swing states, the same states that stopped counting in the middle of the night and supposedly won the election for Biden. But the narrative has already been set that if you question the results, you're a conspiracy theorist and the 2020 was the most secure election ever. Because of this and many other reasons, when the government and media label something as misinformation, I'm 95% sure (laughs) that it's actually true. All right, there you go. Followed these mules in five key swing states. If they were following them on the night of the election and had documentary evidence that they did something wrong, why wait for a year and a couple of months before you put it out in a documentary?
1: It's a a pretty complex documentary. You can tell by the trailer they've done quite a bit of research. So let's suppose all the information in there is true. We have to attack that fraud and make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, But our listener says you and I are so conservative that's why we've never heard of it. Well, we've never heard of it because it's a relatively obscure documentary. It has well, nothing to do now, with our... According to Stan, it's premiering this week. Right. Okay. Well, that's fine. But now we have heard of it, so now we can see it, so everybody can watch it. And uh, word's out, Doug. But thanks for the email. Much appreciated. one uh, 800 Bob from Northumberland, PA. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Go right ahead.
8: Good morning. This new discrimination bureau thing, that's the first step towards censorship, I think. And uh, if we, can we actually after this back like uh, to January 6th and, and, and charge Trump? Can we go back and, and get Schiff's statements and all this and charge him with this bad disinformation thing?
2: Well, certainly Adam Schiff spread some really serious disinforma- disinformation. Absolutely. Yeah, no argument. He did. They don't the call other, him Shifty Schiff for nothing.
8: This other thing, but, but, uh, when Pelosi went over there, why didn't she take a uh, Republican along? Without, that would have spoiled a band, uh, grand entry,
2: right? Well, it would have been nice if it was ecumen and not ecumenical, but bipartisan. It would have been nice, but she didn't. And well, of course, when nice. well, you watch all the all the Democrats, she did take with her stepping up and saying, "We'd like to thank Speaker Pelosi for making this trip possible." But I'll give her credit; she went there. That's more than the president has done. That's more than the vice president has done. Heck, the vice president won't, won't even go to the border to see what's going on down there, and she's in charge yeah. of it.
8: When when she came back, since she had all those people together, why didn't they land on the border and look that over? Her? <laughs> that would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get nice anymore. And, you know, this, this deal with this black uh, judge that they just put in. When Biden said that he wanted a black um, female, if you went down the strip and all the signs down there, they can't say race or sex. <laughs> But, you can't you can't discriminate. And he can pick who he wants, I understand that, but he can't start out by saying that. Well, I know, against the law.
1: That was ill conceived. Well and different presidents have done that too, so yeah, you should pick you should pick from the. You can should pick whoever you want, but keep your mouth shut about your limitations that you're placing on it. For some reason, but you
2: can't pander to the base unless you actually say you know, something. So you
1: have to actually <laughs> say it, right? Okay. Well, I guess that's it. You can't just do it. You have to say it. That could be. All right. Both, yeah, it's, it's with, right, with, a,
8: with a fine pick too. I don't know. It must have been the lower of the, the, the list, not the top of the list that they pick from. Who, Intelligence area. Who Thank that? you very much, guys.
1: Yep, thank you. I'm, All I'm, right. I'm, I'm
2: sorry, I didn't catch that last. Yeah, somebody's name. Me neither,
1: okay. Uh, Wikipedia, one of our listeners sent us a Wikipedia. It says, the Disinformation Governance Board is a new United States Department of Homeland Security Board announced April 27, 2022, during a 2023 budget hearing in front of the U.S. House Appropriations Subcommittee on Homeland Security. Its aim is protecting national security by combating foreign misinformation. Yeah, not Nancy right. Pelosi guy. jeez. Anyway, anyway, its aim, it says, is protecting national security by combating foreign misinformation and disinformation. Specific problem areas mentioned include false information propagated by human smugglers encouraging migrants to surge to the Mexico-U.S. border, as well as the Russian state disinformation on election interference, the 2022 Russian invasion of Ukraine, and the COVID-19 vaccines. In a statement, the Department of Homeland Security said the board would protect privacy civil rights and civil liberties as part of its duties." Is there anybody who buys that?
2: Not um, me. I think it's the Ministry of Truth, the Biden administration. But I mean, starting don't you find it in, don't you find it interesting? I mean, the the left has their hair has been on fire since Elon Musk announced that he was buying Twitter. I mean, they just they're all so worried about this. This is a disaster. This is horrible. Why? Because he, he's in favor of free speech. They've already banned. He's never
1: actually even said that though. He only. Well, yes, says, he has
2: said he's in favor of free speech. No, he has he just, indeed,
1: he wants it to be open to everybody, but He's not specifically saying free speech like you can go on there and say anything at all whatsoever you want to any time. He's talking about the fact that he wants to have a wide range of political viewpoints represented with no, um, you know, limitation Censorship. on right of, of political viewpoints. That's but not, free speech. Right, right. That's true. But so is I can go on there and say you know disparaging. He's certainly harmful, going to not
2: allow people false. to yell fire in a crowded theater. I exactly. mean, that that right. I understand. That is. That's but on the I'm other hand, if Thank if you. someone comes on and says, I dispute the results of the last election, in the past, they've been banned. When well, the no, Hunter Biden laptop lie. story came out, it was banned as disinformation. And the New York Post was banned from Twitter because they ran the story, right, even though it turns out to be pretty much true. All right. 1-800-795-9565. All right. A writer says when Alejandro Mayorkas spoke before Congress about the border, he stated that, quote, we inherited a broken and dismantled system that was already under Strained what? And and that quote, his quote continues, that his department has effectively managed the border. Yikes! Oh, I heard that. I've never heard anyone spew more disinformation about the disaster at the border <laughs> than Mayorkas. And this is the guy who will technically oversee the Ministry of Truth. Our country gets deeper into trouble every week. At least I think it's every week, but you've covered up the last word. Oh, sorry. <laughs> week. I was right. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's an excellent point. I mean, Mayorkas has said that the border's under control, and that that's an absolutely—and and I loved it. You were—I not don't know whether you saw it, but I mentioned this to Steve last week, that when he was before, appearing before the congressional hearings, and he said that, one of the Republican congressmen says, well, if this is the border under control, would you explain to me what out of control would look like?
1: Oh, boy, don't—, don't <laughs> He had no answer. Don't he even speculate. No no answer. Yeah, who knows? All right, one 1-800-795-9565. Yeah, I heard him on the talking show, the Sunday shows yesterday. He really does have a sense that everything's under control, with only about four hundred thousand totally unaccounted for illegal immigrants coming into the U.S. every month. So his number is considerably and they're lower. They're prepared. They're prepared
2: to hand, handle eighteen thousand a day, right? The
1: ones that they <laughs> capture, right? But four hundred thousand still getting through. What do they call them? Uh, getaways or something? They have a, a you know. A much less harmful name for it. No, so, know. yeah, we we got to seal up the border. There's no argument there. Dan, I'm going to have to hit the button, so please stand by. Don't go anywhere. Uh, d- please, um, uh, please, Joe. hang on. Re- no, yeah, please <laughs> hang on. And, Joe, read one of the uh, texts, so please, right. if you would, please.
2: Yes, Mark. Tom would believe the DHS description of what the Misinformation Governance Board <laughs> is supposed to do. Today's conspiracy theories are tomorrow's truth. Right. And yay, Joe, ask a woman if they're a mother and a good mother and see what happens. Could <laughs> oh, get ugly. A <laughs> good mother. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back.
0: on oh, no. strange and day,
7: but the mother and child reunion is only emotional.
2: Just don't ask her if she's a good mother.
1: That has it all. Mother's Day references, dead references. It's got it all. It's it's the Day of the Dead in Ukraine, so uh, Nancy Pelosi is visiting.
2: Happy Mother's Day and Happy Day of the Dead. It doesn't seem like they fit together, does it? Mm, Well, Dan, you're on the mark.
5: (laughs) Hey, good morning, guys. You know, I agree with Mike, the caller from Bloomsburg. He's called in several times that this stuff, that's being done under the Democratic Party right now is deliberate. It's no accident. They want to make us so dependent on the government in this country that we depend on them so they can control the masses. They want to be the controllers and we be the controlees, And that's their goal. And that's exactly why they cheated in the last election to get rid of Trump. Because he was not one of the globalists. He was for America. And that's why they're creating all this chaos now. They never want to see another Trump. But that's why they did with the drop boxes. And they don't want to get rid of them they fight tooth and nail to keep them because they know you can win every election if you cheat and but this dictate having a world government is what their final goal is having a world government and this is not the new there's been people for 5500 5, years that wanted a world government and now they see their opportunity knocking at the door. And we're one of the last places they have to control to get us in the group of globalism. If they can get the United States, they have it made. Enough. This is what the goal is.
1: Well, know? I think uh, it's it's more than fifteen hundred years old. I think as long as there were nations, there 5, 500, were five there...
5: hundred. I said, oh,
1: fifty-five hundred. Okay, well that yeah, makes 55. sense. Yes,
5: ever since.
1: Yep, that makes sense.
5: Ever since in what's Iraq now, there's been people trying to control, and we're we're a holdout here. Especially we became a. Much stronger holdout under the govern under the administration of Trump that we were individually individualist here in America. We didn't have to fall in line.
1: Who's fallen in line in perfect lockstep with this global
2: and what's the cabal? Benef- what's the benefit? Well, hold on. Of it. Who, let's who let's get
1: one question at a time. First of all, who's in perfect lockstep with the global cabal? What country is fully in line?
5: Well, your, your commun- all your communist countries are, and we're the holdout in this country. We're the holdout in terms
1: out of big countries. Globalism.
5: Okay. Most of our people hate the word globalism, but the few that, that are in control, <laughs> they make it sound like it's a good thing that you'll get. The government will take care of you, and you won't have to pay your bills, your debt, and you'll get a
2: stipend. Where where, where are you getting this stuff? Where is that? <laughs> anywhere. where I've never heard anybody propose, let's have one world government. Nobody will have to work. The government will take care of everything you need. Dan, that couldn't possibly work.
5: Well, you'll have to work. But you'll be working for the government.
2: Well, you're doing that pretty much now. If you ever checked how long it takes you to pay your taxes.
5: Uh, I that well, yes, yeah yes, yeah, somewhat. But we still enjoy our freedom, you know. And we in this country, we enjoy our freedom, and we, you know, we make our own destiny. So, as you would agree with. You, you make your own destiny in America. You can become great if you want to, or you can, you know, whatever, you, you can live in mediocrity if that's what you sure. choose. But but here, in, in you, you, any communist country, them people get a, they, they make a little money, they're living, barely, barely living. But in the United States, we're the last bastion of freedom. We're the last main place, and we're the block in the road to a world con- world government.
8: But uh, who, who
2: benefits from this world government? Who is it that is well, he, the ultimate I, beneficiary? The elitists. The what elitists?
5: Control. There's always been people wanting to control people. That's, well, you know it. Look at Putin. Look at... He, he's, he loves control. So, who are the con- the big communist countries is that
1: are part of? <laughs> who are the big communist countries that are part of this globalist movement? China, obviously, but who else? I mean, all the other big countries are, you know, various kinds of other governments. Well,
5: they're they're largely a lot of them are socialist, but.
1: But like, is India?
5: No
1: which is bigger, Joe, China or India? Well, probably China. China. Okay, so China would be a big communist country. We'll put right. that. But India is a... India is a pretty big place, too. Yeah, but that's some kind of <laughs> India, may strange I, republic. I don't know how to describe it. I know they have a parliament.
2: But but the point I'm trying to make is that I don't see any benefit. I mean, I, we have people call this show all the time saying one world order. People are trying well, to take power. over. Well, it's power. But who's who's going to benefit in the end? Dan says the elite. Who are the elite? Give me a name of the elite who's going to benefit from this. You know, the muckety mucks. <laughs>
5: okay. uh, you, 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 you have to look up the great new reset.
2: Right. I, I've been told that before. I gave you But that. I'm I gave still him saying you
5: ought to do it because you could only learn. <laughs> All right. You we know, got you, Dan. It, we got to go. Your call, a lot of your callers, you disparage, like I'm one of them but if you would do what we tell you now and then, <laughs> you could learn.
2: I'm not and disparaging Dan. I just ask you questions you can't answer. Yeah, I mean, these you're are telling good questions. me. I
5: answer any of them. I've been answering
2: them. Well, you can't tell me who benefits from this, what, what their goal is. You just say the, the elites. But that doesn't tell me anything. All right, we got to th- define the elites. And,
1: and now Dan doesn't have time to answer that okay. question, so that's not well, fair. Call back tomorrow, Yep, answer. call back. All right. Thank and you so much, guys, Dan. Have a
2: Thanks, great Dan. Day. You too. Take care.
1: Yeah, you too, buddy. All right, 1 800 795 6-5, Joe is going to be the last caller to talk to Joe and Mark right before the break. Go ahead, Joe. You're on the mark.
7: Oh, good morning. Uh, yeah, I, I was uh, on the phone on Thursday when the music started, and I just, Joe asked, I said something about finish your thought later. But okay, so Chris the corrector at that point, this is brief. Chris the corrector, He he's one person who asked uh, to be uh, corrected. You know, like if he said something wrong, call in and correct him. So I thought I did. With the statement about you can't file bankruptcy for uh, student loans, so beyond that, um, he he just threw a bit of a tantrum. Net, Uh, but anyhow, Joe earlier in the day asked about uh, something better for BBB, Build Back Better. Right. I don't know. It was like really early in the show today, and uh, for me, I I did think about it, and it it's uh, something that bothers me. Uh, Not that uh, anyhow. It's uh, Biden's bloody blunders. <laughs> so if you look at his uh, COVID response, right, um, more people died under Biden than under Trump when we didn't have a vaccine or things were kind of up and running. And we it's got it's not
1: really bloody first. though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, COVID yeah. deaths aren't bloody. It's not like <laughs> they got run over by a bulldozer or something.
7: Well, yeah, if you want to put it like that but uh i'm not really sure it's just like uh
1: i think it can do better than blutter that's all i'm just i'm just saying well, yeah uh, it,
7: it was kind of quickly put together i'll uh, i'll let Biden's, you uh, interrupt me uh, bad and we'll try and discuss anyway, the details go. of it and, and but i did want to summarize
1: all right well go uh, ahead that, finish up and, and I... then
7: along with that maybe some of the the policies that he kept were you know kind of forced Uh, into place with uh, the mask and the isolation with children. The suicides that uh, uh, occurred because of uh, his uh, policies like the lockdown and the mask mandates. So they could be bloody, right, if uh, guns are involved. Do you agree with that one, Mark?
1: Uh, Yes, (laughs) bloody suicides. Since since we're getting into the
7: details, I I didn't really want to do that. Joe asked, you know. Anyhow, then the Afghan withdrawal. Moving on.
8: Well, that if, uh, was certainly bloody. To out okay, we lost risk,
2: U.S. soldiers there—thirteen.
7: Uh, yeah, thirteen American soldiers, 170 Afghans. Because he pulled out the military before the civilians. Now, anybody—a a 12-year-old boy who's played army with uh you know the neighborhood gang knows that's not the way to do it. But although he didn't, and uh, the military leaders that he had in place didn't even know that. And and. Upon that for which is for purely political reasons, he droned ten civilians he thought uh, he the guy that he really wanted to kill was the maker of the bomb that uh, killed the people in at uh, the withdrawal right so he killed a a family of ten civilians if Mark would agree that that was pretty bloody that we can spread that around a little bit but uh. Then his uh, weakness, absolute weakness on Ukraine, when Putin was massing uh, military at the border of Ukraine and knows that what Putin's history, because he knows Putin better than anybody, he says. Uh, so if, if he would have had a, a more, over the months when Putin was building up, if we would have built up during that time, would have helped Ukraine instead of uh, these useless. Uh, Uh, penalties that we're putting on Putin right now that that aren't really working. When he said that was going to be so massive the restrictions, I thought people were going to be falling over dead in Moscow the way they made it out to be, but really not uh, that kind of... uh, Not yet. Right, so... That's All right. the BBB that I, I
9: got. Gotcha. Up with, okay. But, uh, well, we'll see again? again.
2: I forget what what was it again? <laughs> Biden's bloody blunders. Bloody we blood just blood had a half hour conversation about uh, it. Biden's bloody blunder, COVID, blunders. Uh, you can't say that five no times question, fast.
7: But eventually, there is. Uh, they give you an autopsy.
2: All right. But, uh, <laughs> Biden's <laughs> bloody blunders. You want to
7: discuss that? Yeah, yeah, That's bloody. Okay.
1: Good point. Fair enough. Thank you so much.
7: The mules. I did hear about that, but. I know you have a break coming up, so uh, that that will be interesting to follow that uh,
1: the mules. documentary about right. the mules. It's should Waterford be pretty popular. at the local you can, theater. You
7: can yell fire in a crowded theater, also. I wanted to get that you in there. You can, yes, no If there is a
1: fire, can. <laughs> Well, even if there's not, you can yell at it. It's just not.
2: Well, yeah, not you right. will get arrested.
1: <laughs> All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. We want to introduce you to our fine sponsor, which is the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. Fourth Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummelsworth. That's where they store the Kia dealership out along Routes 11 and 15, Hummelsworth. As SunburyMotors.com is the third address you want to write down because that is the address through which you can order your next vehicle or make an appointment at the Quick Lane. Or you can uh, build a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia to your precise specifications. You can get the Works Fuel Saver package. They got coupons for that. Post it at WKOK.com or SunburyMotors.com. Sunbury Motor Company sells brand new Ford, Hyundai, and Kia, and fabulous makes of cars of all types that are in perfect condition and literally going through a two hundred point check before they're back out on the road. If you need some service, the Quick Lane is there. They got a master towing service with decades of damage-free experience, and they got some great salespeople who would love to help you out there. We know Jeff and Ernie and Austin and Alphonse and Jason and Chris are just a few of the folks. Hook up with it. The Sunbury Motor Company, they'll take fabulous care of you and get you the vehicle you want. Uh, Maybe it's there instantaneously, maybe it'll take a few weeks, maybe it'll take a few months, but uh, there's no other place where you get the vehicle you want faster than the Sunbury Motor Company.
6: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows
1: I can't. My hearing is shot. Uh, it's Janet Jackson's control. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Global control. Yeah, one of our good listeners says uh, China has 1.4 billion people. That obviously is a communist country. India is listed on the global maps as being a republic. They have 1.4 billion people. No. Well, yeah, slightly non. less. And then the U.S. only has 332 million people. Of course, we're a republic. And uh, I don't know what's next. Probably.
3: Well, uh, those numbers are actually slightly a little lower because China. India and the United States in the last year also all increased by just about a percentage point. Indonesia is fourth.
1: Indonesia, okay. Followed by Pakistan,
3: Nigeria, Brazil, Bangladesh, Russia, and Mexico.
1: None of which are communist countries. Russia. Well, it was communist. Well, supposedly. I think it still is. <laughs> China.
3: China's the only one on that list.
1: That's a communist country, right. blatantly. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so the communist countries don't lead in population. Although there's 232 countries in the world, maybe most the majority of them are communist. That could be.
8: No,
2: the majority of the countries in the world are not communist.
1: Well, I know. I'm just saying it, it, it can't be population. It's not that. We know it's not that. Well,
2: i still like to know who's going to benefit from this one world order. <laughs> Power and control and the elites. Work with me me here, the I don't okay. see
3: North. I don't see North Korea liking this idea at all. <laughs> N- nobody,
2: the, anybody, any country that has any nationalism, whether you like it or not, wouldn't like it. I no, mean, Adolf that's Hitler wanted to control the world, rule the world, and so did the Emperor of Japan at the time, or Tojo, if you want to call him that. They wanted to do uh, that. I
1: don't know, Joe. You're missing the Great Reset. I gave you the clipping that uh, we were given, and well,
2: I, didn't you, know, you read it? I'm not certain I understand exactly who would benefit from this. You know, you keep talking about it, but... The uh, elites! Right, <laughs> Come on. (laughs) Do,
3: Do you know the smallest quote unquote country in the world?
2: Yeah, the Vatican. Very the ho- good, The Joe. Holy See, 800 population. We, we, we just had Wikipedia. Yeah, we just I was going to say, you, <laughs> you guys
3: had to have cheated. You the well, wrong day. You guys had to have cheated.
2: Large was way ahead of you this morning. All you right. had already had you it looked picked up. picked the
1: wrong day. <laughs> That's, how do you think I knew there were 232 countries? Because <laughs> Wikipedia is still open on my phone. <laughs> I was going to, you know, Joe,
3: I was thinking might get it, but not that quick. So mm-hmm. I think well, you guys Joe was,
1: cheated. Uh, Joe, I kept guessing. I, I quizzed him. I said, what's the smallest country. And I said, Joe, do not use geography. Just use common sense. Think first. Said, and use
2: your religion I would have gone. Well, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a different topic. But, that's why uh, I said,
2: quote unquote, country.
1: I'd like to go visit the country of Reunion. That sounds like a nice place to visit. And then go back every so often. I was going
3: to say, you go back every once in a right. while for that one. You, uh, got, you got me. Fiji.
1: Me I go visit Fiji. You can go to Penn State. They have a uh, Fiji.
3: I visit Fiji a lot, but it's in the convenience stores in the water bottle.
1: Oh, I, well, Fiji is one of the fraternities. At uh, Penn State. Uh, let's see. Where else can we visit? That would be fun. And Qatar. Uh, Qatar. <laughs> do you? What would you be able to do? <laughs> Isn't
3: that pronounced now Cutter?
1: Oh yes, yes. it is. You're right. You're is right. that because okay, it
3: used to be Qatar? I thought, but yep, yep. now it's Cutter.
1: Okay. Uh, I don't know how far, how, how much is our audience interested in us making fun of country names.
2: Um, yeah, let's move on before we get into trouble. One of our listeners, Joe, upper right-hand corner, please. Says, uh, conservatives love to complain about fake news and the lamestream media, but late last week, we learned that Fox News personality Sean Hannity was regularly texting Mark Meadows before and after January 6th. He doled out advice to Trump and the administration pertaining to the election. At one point, he even agreed to go on his radio show to encourage people in battleground states to turn out and vote for Trump. This, of course, is not impartial. It is not fair and balanced. It is blatantly biased and professionally unethical. By every journalistic standard, he should be fired. But, of course, he won't be because it's Fox News. Yeah, but wait. Hannity is a (laughs) A talking head. Yeah, a partisan opinionator. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. I love this because this guy just completely, our friend E.B., just completely ignores MSNBC. (laughs) But anyhow, let, let him continue the combination, uh, condemnation. Hannity was not the only one. Other Fox News personalities were also in regular contact with the Trump administration. Let this be a reminder. Fox News is not real news. It's professional right-wing propaganda with a clear agenda to help one side and hurt the other. It is very definition of fake news. Yes, it's And them. MSNBC is a paragon of virtue where they are so fair. Rachel Maddow every night has conservatives on to talk about what could be better in the country. And Morning Joe is so impartial. It's just amazing. Well, what's wrong with the the cable channels being biased? I mean, that's their stick. There used to be newspapers were biased. Every newspaper has an editorial slant. So I'm, I don't, you know, this is ridiculous stuff. All right, one
1: eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Good morning. I love how these Republicans running for state offices say they could have done better. Uh, tell me how you can do that, not just say it. I want my vote to go to a candidate who can do just as good, if not better, than our current leaders in Pennsylvania. Well,
2: you know, everybody's fighting for us. Every one of these um, ads, I'm fighting for you. I'm fighting for you. We had so many people fighting for us. It doesn't matter who we elect. They're all just ready to fight for. Source. Not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, everybody wants to fight for the tax. Oh
2: yeah, they're, they, they just love us. They're ah. going to do away. How many of them are going to do away with gas taxes? You know, they don't mention how we're going to fix the roads. But no, we're going to get away with it. Do away with these gas taxes.
1: One of our listeners says, "Meorcus lied before Congress with the statement that you just read." So thank you for that, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. This is OK Sunbury, <laughs> ten o'clock. Time for Dan Patrick.